0: Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura.
1: we
2: live on a Tuesday edition of the program. Merely bow and the Great Z.
3: How you living, buddy? Nice weekend for you? Great weekend. Uh, happy to be back. Happy to see the team back. No, you're not. The you're not. No, I'd rather be the weekend. You get used
2: on. to. Do you find that, um, boy? You kind of talk yourself into this. Isn't this is all right? I could sort out my days. Yeah. Not having sure. anything to be accountable to.
3: Not forever. Not forever. A decent stretch. But I stretch. enjoyed a four-day week. I really enjoyed the four-day. It really weekend. did the weather? Great weather. Got Come to on. Uh, play, uh, played plenty of golf. Um, got to go to the pool uh, with the kids. Made a nice brisket last night. Of course, we had talked about going into the weekend. The Brylo. Right. That's all anybody asked
2: me about when I saw him over the weekend. It wasn't about how the quarterbacks looked. It wasn't no. about did anything. Did Z return and win the Brilo for a second straight year, which is the most coveted cup in Ohio? I believe so.
3: It feels that way. It feels like it that. It feels that way. Feels like and, that to me. And the answer is an emphatic yes. As, as a if, matter as of fact. As if we're surprised. As a matter of fact we did. Me, Bowens, Corral, Danny, we went out there and what we did basically was we lit Sleepy Hollow on fire. <laughs> on the front nine, we birdied every par four and par five. Every single one of them. We would go on to finish eleven under par, which is a new Brylo record. Wow! Shooting a sixty, a twenty-nine, thirty-one, no big deal. We were unblemished, as you should be in a scramble. But this isn't just a normal scramble where you could get like four scratch golfers together or whatever. You had it was there were eight shot ranges, and you had to have an A, a B, a C, and a D. So you could only have one low single digit than the next guy to be you know like a nine to a. so you were
2: the first group i was the
3: a each the a. team had an a a b a c and a d
2: okay so your c and d's came to play then
3: oh yeah danny made a couple of putts bowens wedges were just pure huh pure as the driven snow had a wow. couple and those are really hard greens we just it's had a great lot of
2: course very short putts it's a really fun course like we first i like I, it a lot
3: i don't know that we made a putt more than 15 feet maybe one Corral dropped one bomb. But it was a great team effort. People, like, conceded. It was almost like an election where they were, like, on the 12th hole. When with, my favorite quote that we heard after we hit another, like, stuck another one after we had just come off of birdie, 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 Are there birdie. galleries? Well, because the groups were in head and behind. So you ran into Oh, them. okay, okay, okay. At one point after we hit another iron, just, like, tight, the guy goes, enough already, <laughs> which we thought was the greatest compliment. That's pretty good. Yeah, I had on one of the par fives. We had a, the people behind us who were they were trying to they they came in second, uh, but I think we won by five shot. I mean, it was like you run away. Yeah, like the lowest and it's, pebble. it's ever seen. Yeah, they came to watch. We had to hit. I had to hit like a cut six iron from about one ninety five for on a par five where I had a really banana it around uh, where it juts out there on the only par five on the back nine, and I hit it pure, and I started like like rick flair strutting after it <laughs> it's about eight feet we made yes we made the eagle naturally of course what a time it was it was as much fun as you can have yeah. on a golf course it was great we told Brylo that from now on he's just Bry, like Cole Quit was just Cole because he had no There quitnum. actually is a
2: human Bry. Brylo is a human?
3: Brylo, yeah. He's the, he's the organizer of the Brylo Invitational. Wow. I didn't realize it was actually a, a
2: Brylo human. And yeah. He has you on your team. You're on his team. No, I'm not. Oh, you're a, he's, he's, a separate, sec- he's a separate. He almost human. had a hole in
3: one, though. I almost witnessed him get a hole, and we kind of got robbed, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, okay. He had an absolute peach. But uh, we told him afterward, just like you know, Cole Quit was only Cole because there was no Quit in him. That's right. We told him he can only be Bry because we got the low. And so now it's the Bry invitation. The Bry invitation. Yeah, we'll bring the low. No worries.
2: Are you at a point now where you'll have to break up the squad? Is it too good for the
3: competition? Or will I there be know.
2: accusations of carpet bagging? Will there I don't, be? No, everybody knows because of...
3: they were there. There were a couple of holes where we would get grouped up, bunched up on the tee, and and there was one hole, the second to last hole, when and it was pretty comfortably over, but nobody was in play, and so it came down to me. And they're like, don't choke it, Cigar blah, blah. Yeah, please. Right fine, down the middle, and we're safe. Hey, safe. Steve, so that was a lot of fun. Here. That That's was good. That was a good time. Good times we had by all. Yeah.
2: What is the, uh, is there a trophy? Is there some sort of hardware that can get passed around?
3: The kind that comes in envelopes.
2: Yeah, but I need a, I think at this point with this type of fame, there needs to be some sort of cup, something to drink. I think out there of.
3: should be a, a WWE championship belt with our faces on it.
2: Well, yeah, you could do that. I think I like the idea yeah, of a, a cop, cup yeah, that we could you can pass, pass around and drink. Sure. And then I'm you have one. And, I'm fine with that. You know, kind of a Stanley Cup situation. Like right now it's
3: between. It's just more of a pad the lope situation.
2: I love that. I mean, yeah. I love any time you can do Cash is that. king, they say. Yeah, that's
3: good. That is very, very good.
2: Uh, well, that's good. That's a nice little cool. Sunday for you. Another championship. Um, yeah. We had a fantastic How about time. you? Yeah. Well, we had a fantastic time Monday. Um, the, the fantastic uh, Mr. Previtz uh, hooked us up, and we, we were able to tour the, the USS uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul. I know you were able I to did do that today. Than... Um, Incredible ship. It was awesome. It was humbling. That's... And to, to do it on Memorial Day, I wore that one yesterday. Yeah, of course you did. Uh, to do that um, on Memorial Day was extra special and very very cool and um, that was very cool we had a it was pretty wacky lots going on we had lacrosse in Elyria on on Saturday where we encountered probably the most egregious form of NIT banner chasing that I've seen so if you have kids in youth sports um, what I'm going to explain is something you're very familiar with so I we call it chasing NIT's so consolation it, championships so here's what happens. You get, you get your kids in your, your sports, and there's divisions for sure. championships. So there's sure. an, usually there's an A, B, and a C. They can call them different things, elite, you know, whatever, however yep. you want to call them. But the, it's an A, B, or C bracket, and you're that way based on where you play. Correct. And for the majority of a season, and I've seen this now heavily in basketball, and I saw
3: it this weekend in lacrosse. Don't tell me they're going to drop down <clears throat> levels at the end.
2: The next level is next. We'll see you on Thursday. <laughs> No, it's what happens. So you spend the entire season playing in a division that's appropriate. So Hudson has a very, very good lacrosse program. They're in the state semifinals this week. And the way that Hudson – and I'm sure this leads to what I'm going to explain in a little bit. But one of the reasons for it is is we play third and fourth graders together. So by the end of the season, the third graders having played with good fourth graders, they elevate, and they're a lot better than they were at the beginning because kids put the ball on their sticks and so forth and so on. But we do not have an A, B, or C. So our fourth graders are split amongst three teams. The best fourth graders are split amongst three teams. The best third graders are split. So you have a wide range. And it lifts and the program works. So we get to this tournament over the weekend. And as soon as I see the bracket, I'm going, and no names. There's no reason for me to bury cities in the area. I'm not going to do that. But as soon as I see the names on the bracket, I'm going, well, this, those are not B teams. So we have 15 kids on each team, and the way we do it is you, you can play six kids in the field at a time and a goalie. So you play a minute and a half at defense, a minute and a half at midi, or two minutes at midi, two minutes, whatever, and then two minutes attack, and then you're off. So you might not, if you start attack, you might not get back on the field again, maybe not until the second half is the way it works. So two of the teams that we were playing had 10 kids on their team and didn't rotate, and we're all fourth graders. So, as soon as our fourth graders would rotate off and it would be all thirds, they just got annihilated. And it was what I call NIT chasing. So, they shouldn't be in this division. They should have, if they're going to have all fourth graders and play seven kids, then play in the A division and go play against other teams that are trying to do that. But, for these coaches in these communities, they're trying to hang banners in the fourth grade because they think it matters a lot. The hard part is, hold, hold your questions, the hard part is, while I understand it as a parent, and I think anybody objective would go, well, this is ridiculous. What are we talking about? This is fourth grade. Are you out of your mind? The answer is yes, you are. Um, it's really hard on the kids because, for example, my son who's a fourth grader. He only was able to play 18 of the 40 minutes because he was shift. You know, you shifted out. So he's yeah. only to play. We lost by three to a team that was ultra physical. And a lot of our third graders just got crushed. So that was my Saturday. And, yes, your question, sir. Why are –
3: so you're saying this team should have been there's an A two team, of them but they played in the B the whole year? No,
2: no, no. They would have been A much of the year. Yes, yeah, so that's they it. They dropped down to B to play here to hang a banner. So you I don't,
3: you shouldn't be allowed to do that. Well, you're no, a, of you're course a. not.
2: But nobody can police it because the tournaments are all over, and it's up to the individual organizers. There's a thousand teams, and there's a thousand different philosophies on how to do it. I just think
3: in week one for the season, your team is you declare what league you're theoretically, in. theoretically. That would be the way to do it. That, that's that would it. be the way to do it.
2: But that that doesn't happen in hoops. And it didn't happen here either, so it was just it was a bludgeoning just that's that cool though? no, and it's it was no it was bad, it was bad, and I think people like sticking it to us a little bit because you've got a yeah. good program, so people like to stick it to you when you can, but then next year we'll go a, B, and C, In and the, then once you get into the fifth fifth grade. grade, then it goes different, and this is all just philosophically how you run your program,
3: you know just depending on how you do it some people start some earlier. people start
2: earlier, so we did that went to the lake on Saturday, that was wonderful, loved that a great deal and then um and was back, and so it was good. Good weekend, man. How long were you up there for? We were just up there overnight because I had um, I had stuff that I had to do yesterday morning. I had a little bit of work I had to do, so I was had to get back for
3: Monday morning. No, no swag sightings.
2: No, I looked for him at CIC on at brunch on Sunday, and at the I thought for sure he'd be at the. They do like the blessing of the fleet or whatever. How can he not be there? Like there's I know. all these guys in white white pants and white shoes and uh, hats. It felt like perfect for swag. Yeah. That he'd be in the mix. I was looking for, I was on the lookout for him on, on Sunday morning at brunch, but no sign no. of swag. None. Okay. All right. So yeah, who knows? Uh, but overall, great weekend. Give a, how'd you do yard work oh, for four days?
3: Feels excessive.
4: I had today. a 300 pound piece of equipment that I picked up on Saturday morning. That digs trenches and beds, the bed-like edger. <laughs> that was Monday.
2: What'd Sunday you do Saturday?
4: I mean, I had a little drinking on Friday night. You a have little, a good time? A little cocktail Did on you get out? Sunday night. Uh, I played Sunday morning. First nine holes, like I'd never played the game of golf before. <laughs> Back nine, like I can make a run on Z squad for his little uh, competition. The brai. The brai. The
2: brai. The, bri- the bri- I like it. Played yeah. quite swimmingly. Oh, that's Had good.
4: No idea what uh, couldn't drive, couldn't putt for the first nine. <laughs> put it together on the back and salvage the
2: round. There well, that's a win. There was I thought the uh I was happy that the Sunday NBA game delivered. That that ended up being thrilling in the That was fun. In the Seltz. end. Yeah. And I I you know, I saw people going at uh Butler on the shot. I just think it's I don't know how you get a better shot than that. Than he got. He's on the break. It's it was a, a two-for-one situation. You're down two. He's, he scored 50 the night before. It's a perfect transition. It's three. a perfect transition step into three. I don't yes. know what else you'd want him to do. He short-armed it, but you can't fault the shot. I mean, the a shot was perfectly crazy. good shot. Yeah. I worry about Boston's coaching from the standpoint that Marcus Smart took, like, the last five shots for them, which seemed excessive for somebody who doesn't shoot well. Feels
3: like a bit. Feels like a bit much. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah.
2: A lot of him and Al Horford in the last four minutes as they were up 11, and then it went to nothing. Uh, yeah, give me
3: a little more Tatum in those scenarios. Who
2: please. are we rooting for? Warriors-Celtics. I mean, both these I mean, teams are pretty hated around here. Yeah.
3: Just watch the NHL. I'm fine with it. I, I really – I just want them to be good. I think it's going to be a good. I think it'll be entertaining. I think they're both likable teams, to be honest with you.
2: Yeah, I don't have a problem with either one, too. I, I like them both. I'm with yeah. you. I think it'll be largely entertaining. I, I mean, I, I think – would we be
4: surprised if Boston won this? I feel like this no. is Golden State's to, to win or lose.
2: It They will mm, determine. I think – I think that I, I don't know when you talk to people who claim to follow the league, they're in awe of Boston's defense mm-hmm. and how well they play. So I don't know. I tell you, Miami was hurt big time without Tyler Hero. I mean, he ever just 21 a game. He didn't play the last three games. and He played next to nothing in game seven because he was banged up and obviously not himself. Yeah. I think it's pretty remarkable what that coaching Staff did to get them to this point um but it was good it was good to see that so that starts on thursday with a timely like 927 tip of course that's smart i like that that'll be fun
3: it's ridiculous there's no reason there's no reason games should end
2: i mean that's that'll be after midnight that'll be well after midnight 927
3: yeah it's well over midnight what was gibby's percentage of people who are not on the eastern time zone though (laughs) so they're fine those people will be fine. They're like 68% in the Midwest. <laughs> that's, Gibbe, right. that's right. There was
2: a lot. He had a lot in the Midwest uh, in the Mountain Time Zone. He had a lot of people in that Mountain Time Zone. It's like 6%, I think, is the actual number. We are 100 days to kickoff.
3: Is that right, Gibe?
4: Yes, per uh, Field Yates, 100 days to kickoff in the National Football League season. I think wow. we're like at 103 with us. but
2: 103 to us, but the Thursday nighter is 100 days, huh? Yes, sir. That's it. There you go. It's hard it's to believe. Exciting. Yeah, no, I, not me. I don't have no interest in rushing away summer.
3: Me neither. But I look
2: forward to the game, but I mean we're let's leave it there. Sure, you know? sure. Have you did you saw Maverick? Have you seen Maverick yet? No. I haven't either. I, I was
3: um I was told I need to see it in an IMAX.
2: I was told by the same person on the same text chain. That's right. Yeah. And I so I'm trying New to York. facilitate that to
3: find a right, way to so do that. Crocker Park. Is that the only one? In the science center, right? Come on over to the west
2: side, kids. After what I saw this week in the lacrosse, no thanks. Oh,
4: boy. Shots. God, I can't wait to know because I'm getting people trying to guess who you played <laughs> nonstop. Enjoy your,
2: enjoy your third and fourth grade banners, your little NITs. Enjoy Are you them. looking at me when you say that? And, I'm looking like at the was. west side. I'm looking at your people. Oh. I'm looking at your people. your people. Oh, your people. Okay. Your people. No, I'm kidding. It was it's all good. Um so yeah, you got 100 days on it. I think it is. It's only Crocker. I think there's nothing yeah on on our neck of the woods. Columbus used has two. you should be able two. to
4: catch it like you used to be able to do like
3: science center with. I felt That's like nice you use that scene, IMAX maybe. to yeah. show
4: stuff for a while.
3: The thing is the screen though like at um Valley View, mm-hmm. That XD screen is pretty good. It's not IMAX, but it's pretty good.
2: You need that big yeah, you got to have the, the, the big experience for the yeah. flight scene. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do. Uh, I got to be in Columbus at the end of this week. So after the golf, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and see it down there. There's a couple of IMAX theaters down there. So I'm gonna try and do it down there. I uh, 100 million. Cruise's first 100 million dollar movie. First three. First days. weekend. That that first first opening weekend it didn't even ever. count yesterday. Which he was at 120 stupifying. million going into Monday. That's stupefying. When you I think about that, none of the Mission Impossible's at 100 million the first weekend. Even Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder it's, was hot. It was. It was a
3: Love heater. A lot of
2: heater. Cold trickle. Well, I think anytime you run back the same movie, it's a win. Um, but that's I mean, surprising I, to me that none of the Mission Impossible's. I thought yeah, that this was
3: his biggest opening weekend of his career. Yes. Yeah,
4: yeah. You know, it was inter- I was talking to Nick Paulus. Uh, and there was a great article yesterday, I think it was in the Wall Street Journal, about how Tom Cruise may have saved the movie industry because he refused to put oh. this on any streaming. It was done almost a year ago. That's right. And they wanted to just put it out on, like, via a streaming service or something. And he said, we will wait until the world reopens, and we will put this in the theaters. And, Jeez. like, he has... Essentially, saved the movie theater. I mean, you couldn't drive past a movie theater and no. not see a packed parking lot this weekend.
2: No, that's a great point. That he, it was amazing that he, that he, well, he's, and also he's probably the one guy, and this is the one entity that he would have the power, that a single person had the power to stop. Like, oh, no, yeah. we're not. We'll wait and we'll do it right. So Top Gun did. Maverick. That's right. He After is all. Maverick. That's right. Uh, we missed this. This happened on Friday. The chief. Four years, he gets paid big time. Twenty-five, uh, The 25-year-old, uh, an extension reportedly worth $56.75. $28 million of that guaranteed on the Chief. And this makes us very happy because he's a great friend of the program, a good dude, uh, and now going to be in the fold for a very, very long time and a cornerstone
3: now of this offense going forward. Yeah, and you knew that this was a season where you really felt like he was going to break out. So people would say, well, he hasn't produced yet, like a tight end that should be amongst the top five paid tight ends in the league. Well, part of that is, is opportunity, right? And so last year when Austin Hooper was here, you know, Hooper took 62 targets. You take those 62 targets, you throw those over to the chief or a large chunk of those and get him up into the 80, 90 target range. He's going to be a 750 to 1,000-yard receiver. He's going to have six to eight touchdowns. And he is going to be an elite player at an elite position that is getting paid more than ever. And I think in a couple of years, this is actually going to look like a very good deal for the Cleveland Browns. And so you've got a team now that is locked in. Your running backs are locked in. Your top receivers locked in. Your tight end is locked in. Your quarterback is locked in. That's a good place to be. Your nucleus is there. And for the Chief, uh, I was I I talked to him. I want to say Saturday. And obviously, he's fired up about this. The Browns are fired up about it. Um, But I think he's ready to come in here. He really improved his blocking, and so now he's a guy who can be out there a lot. And so I think he's still growing into being an everything all around 100% the guy type tight end, and I think he's going to get every opportunity to become that this year.
2: Yeah, and you hit on something I was going to, that I think makes a lot of sense. This, I know a lot of people thought this was a lot of money now based on the production, and I think it's fair, but also realize that, Think about what this market will be a year from now, what the market will be two years from now. I think you're going to look back on this very favorably when you see what uh, him being the man means and also where the tight end market's going to go in the next couple of years.
3: Yeah, he's only had more than 60 targets in a season once in his career, and that was in 2018. He caught 56 balls for 639 yards and four touchdowns. And so he actually was a very productive tight end, but then in 19 he got hurt. And the whole kind of whatever happened with, you know, Freddie Kitchens happened. And then and he had limited roles the last two seasons. But in those two seasons, I think he produced very well. We're talking about 74 targets, and he had 700 yards and six touchdowns. That's 10 yards a target. I know you like that. It's a, you're writing that down? What? and that's not in beyond. I meant that beyond whatever happened just with this going. season. I meant that without having respect to no, the chief,
2: the turn a phrase of it struck me funny <laughs> with the chief
3: and Hollywood Higgins. That season as a matter of fact in that 2019 season. Well done. We
2: look forward to the full chief experience for, for many, many years to come. Just 25 after yes. all, which is, which is really, really great. Um, all right. Lots of fun on the program today. We'll go around the league a little bit later. Uh, Jadavian Clowney one-on-one with Z coming up next. you will listen to Cleveland Browns daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. <laughs>
0: Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: Certainly
2: a lot of bad advice out there about gambling from secret methods to picking lottery numbers to betting big when you're on a roll. The miss can lose you money and get you in a lot of trouble. So before you wager, find out what's real and what isn't. At KeepItFunOhio.com, Jadavion Clowney back in the mix. Here's Z one-on-one. Welcome back, brother.
3: Good to see
1: you. Uh, It's good to be back. It's good to be back.
3: So when you're thinking about things this offseason, and I know last year, nine sacks, this defense had a great run at the end of the year, some unfinished business perhaps you
1: could say. What made you decide to come back to the Cleveland Browns? I just want to chase that Super Bowl. I think we got a shot at it. We had a great defense last year. They we went out and got some more key players on offense and some more on defense. And I just feel like we got a shot. And uh, I wouldn't want to do it no better team than the one I just played with last year. Why do you think you were able to have the success that you did in this defense last year
3: with the nine sacks, as we talked about, and then hopefully to be able to build upon that this year?
1: I feel like that was my first time really being in a traditional 4-3 and just really getting out to the quarterback and a great group of guys up front. It wasn't just me. Individual work. It was a team effort. And front end did their job and the back end was doing their job and we just had a total team thing together out there on defense and I just hope we continue to do that this year.
3: Yeah, you think about the back seven, they're all back for the most part. And then you've got Miles Garrett back obviously opposite you. Let's talk about Miles. Obviously he was out there on the recruiting trail trying to get you back here. What was he saying to you and, and what were the guys saying trying to make sure you got back here in the Brown and Orange?
1: Uh he was really was like before I left last year was like, Are you gonna come back and mess with me? I say, Yeah, we're gonna have to make that run. We we'll get a good uh a good staying on an offense, I man, you know what we can do out here together. So I say, uh, let's see what we can do. This, year. let's run it back, and that's what we're doing, man. Try to run it back and go ahead and play better than we did last year. Was it good to just get back here on the field and get back with the guys? Oh, it felt great, man. I missed these guys. I told them, man, I enjoy this part, man. This is a, like a, exciting to me to be out here kicking it with them. That's the most I get to talk to guys and just really just be around them and have a good time with them. So I, I'll be looking forward to that part.
3: A lot of familiar faces, as we yeah. talked about, but some new ones as well. What's kind of it like, you know, getting back here? Every year is a new year in the NFL, but seeing this group, and, and does it feel any different? Does it feel any different than a year ago?
1: I definitely do. It's like I'm not walking in on getting to know guys. So I'm, I already know them, and that's a better feeling than it's just coming into a locker room where i got to learn new guys and learning a new system. Walking into a locker room now that I know, and I know the system, it's a much better feeling. Like, You know, it's just that feeling, man, like you're just always excited. Like I'm excited to be around them. I already know what I'm dealing with. I know who I got. I know what we can do together. Just hoping to just take that another step further and get where we need to get this season.
3: Yeah, it's it's the first time in a while for you, right? Same coaching staff. Every every position room on the defense the same. Same principal players back on defense. Same head coach, all of that. That's got to be nice, right?
1: That's a great feeling. Like I said, I can play fast. I don't have to think that much. I know what's going on. I know who around me. I know how they play on behind me. I can know who look behind me and say, "Oh, I know this guy. I've been playing with him for a year." Like I, you, you gotta develop that chemistry with players, and I think just just being with them over a year and, and going to year two, they know who I am. I kind of got a feeling of who they is, and I think it's gonna work out a lot better this year than it did the year before.
3: Really, the only kind of maybe new faces will be in between you and Miles, yeah. right? And so what's it been like getting to know some of those guys? And I know we have a rather boisterous young fella in that room as well, our draft pick out of Oklahoma, on Winfrey.
1: Hey, Perrion Winfrey, I think he's going to be a good player. I've been getting on him already. I told him, hey, you're going to be the biggest piece really to this defense. It all starts with the middle of the defense. Little do You know, they can talk about the ends all they want, but you really going to hold the defense together. It's like the uh, the glue to the defense that you tackle and he got to play big for this year. He know that. I think he's coming to work every day right now. Since I've met Sam he's been working well. He's learning the playbook, And I'm just looking forward to seeing what he brings to the defense this year. Continuity on defense, we've talked about that offense. Some changes. New quarterback, Deshaun
3: Watson. Amari Cooper is into the fold as well. Now, those running backs are back. And, and we're going to get tied in David Njoku back as well. But what's it been like, just as you were observing? Because there was a lot of chatter out there already today, even in the seven-on-sevens, but observing that offense.
1: You know that's my boy, Deshaun. And, uh, I was happy about him coming here and I told him if he come back, I was gonna follow him. So when he came back here I told him, Hey, you know you got yourself another Cleveland Brown up there right now, they just get me up there. So uh I, I already know he can bring to the team. I played with him. He's a great player to have on your team, he's a great leader. He can make he can make the plays out down the field and just looking forward to seeing what he's gonna do out there. It's like a you just lock in and just be excited about can't wait to see what happens. You look forward to a big play happen, knowing he can make it happen and uh Knowing that on defense, he's just like, hey, let's go out there, do our job, and rush that pass, and just get to that quarterback because we're going to get plenty of opportunities this year with him at quarterback. Did you try to lobby to be the only defensive guy going to the Bahamas? Oh, man, nah. I, mean, I tell you, all do y'all thing. Y'all need to bond together. We're going to do our thing, the D-line. are going to get together, do something. We're trying to work on that now.
3: Well, Jeff, it is great to see you. Sight for sore eyes. Welcome back to the Browns and excited to see what you guys get to do here in the 2022 season.
1: All right, man. Glad to be back. Looking forward to it. Thank
3: you. This is a great place, man. He was bouncing around
2: last oh, week yeah. out here, feeling good, looking good. Going
3: to be fun. Yeah, and it was great to see him. And, and you know, as he said, you know, when Deshaun signed, he said, you got another one coming with you. You knew he wanted to come back, getting the quarterback in Deshaun Watson, somebody that he knew from their yeah. together, their time at Houston. Uh, he's fired up. And to play opposite miles, I think he knows how important that is. Um, and so, yeah, this is this was the number one priority of the offseason once we fixed the passing game, which we did by adding Deshaun Watson and Amari Cooper. So the next thing was always sign Clowney. Clowney is back. Now you got the Chief locked up. So we're going to be, I think, really, when we get to this mandatory minicamp, I think you're going to see the team that's going to be out there, as we talked about with receiver, barring you know somebody getting hurt or somebody really just failing to live up to whatever expectations there are this is this is the squad that we're going to roll with absolutely yeah and this was
2: you go all the way back to january as you mentioned this was the this was 1a fix the oh, passing game yep. signed Jadavian Clowney. you've done it uh and we'll we're a couple weeks out what are we the 20 what are, When's our date on minicamp give it. Me- from our mini camp? Yeah. We're- mini camp is 14th, 15th. Oh, wow. Oh, just a couple yeah. weeks. A couple weeks. Yes. yes. That'll be fun. All right. Yes. Yeah. So you have that to look forward to, which is very, very nice. Uh, we will go around the league coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
2: You know the Bath Authority can give you that bathroom of your dreams. They can transform your current bathroom into a custom bath that will feel like a spa. Let the Bath Authority make it a reality for you for a fraction of the cost of the competitors. If you give them a call right now, you get 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. That number is 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. The Bath Authority is our area's premier bath and shower remodeler. Expert factory-trained installers, uh, largest selection of bath projects are all made in the U.S. Guys, you want to do a tub to shower conversion? We weren't sure how. Guess what? They know how you get that spa-like feel in your bathroom. You can do it very easily with my friends at the Bath Authority, Superior Products Expert Installers. Again, give them a call now at 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. You get 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel when you do as we go around the league here on the program on a Tuesday. Um, This was interesting. Aaron Donald was at the basketball game in Miami. By the way, real quickly. Did you guys think you'd ever see a day where a Celtic was wearing a Laker wristband? I understand Kobe is posthumous honoring. Yes.
3: But it's still a bold. It was a bold move. Yeah. For a Celtic to wear a Laker. And Tatum tweeted out like. A, yeah. The, or the Instagram, the picture of him like texting Kobe like, I got you. and Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't know. You would not have seen that in the 80s. No, you would not have. N- under any circumstances.
4: That would get a backlash even in Boston
3: after you won.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, and I think Kobe would probably say, "Go to hell!" Like if he, he's not doing he's not wearing a Celtic wristband in any game. I, I can't right. imagine that. So, uh, but Aaron Donald was there. Um, he actually also signed, signed with uh, the Donda. Uh,
4: Kanye West's
2: right, but it's like I don't know what it's for because it's not representation, right? It's just like it's the the gear. It's for the marketing, gear? marketing
4: gear. and they take care of players and their families after. Their careers, or okay,
2: uh, I saw a hoodie was two hundred bucks. Like a black cotton hoodie was two hundred bucks. It seemed extreme. extreme. Yeah, eight to twelve weeks on delivery on that. By the way, oh, felt a little big baller brandy to me. It does feel like the the three well, B. We know how that went, <laughs> right? Yeah, this one has significantly more money behind it and probably far more organized, or maybe not. I don't know. But it was eight to twelve weeks. I was thinking in today's day and age, eight to twelve weeks. By the time you get it, will it even be in?
3: No. Will it fit you if
2: you're buying it for your kid. (laughs) If you're buying a $200 hoodie for your kid, shame on you. By the way, did you see – Maybe it was the school that was playing you in lacrosse. Well, it's highfalutin, so it wouldn't surprise me. Trophies. Throw a lot of money at things. A lot of hoodies. A lot of $200 hoodies at that school. Go ahead, Z.
3: Did you see uh, our guy Chase Winovich was at the game six? I did. I did. With Big Poppy.
2: Was he with him or – it felt like Poppy was sitting courtside feet on the boards – he was right
3: by. Was I mean, right he's behind. in the picture. They're in the picture together. Was he hanging with, like... Bob Menery? as he was with.
2: Okay, okay. Yeah, I did see that. I did see that. And I could see how he would... How that would be fun, and he would still have a lot of connections there. Yeah.
3: Two years there for Chase? Yeah. In New England?
2: He's, he just yeah. feels
3: like a very likable, popular guy. Like you could Yeah, see he's him. just a guy you yeah. like
2: to have around. Right. I still am not used to him without the hair. It's unreal. It's hard for me to... When I saw that image going around whenever that was ever game six was Friday night or whatever. I I triple take before I realized it was him because I'm so used to him with the locks. Yeah. So used to that. Um, So Aaron Donald said, come or go. We'll see. I'm not pressing anything. The retirement could be back on the price, blah, blah, blah. Who knows? My guess is he
3: plays. So he says he's at peace with it. If it doesn't work out, he's at peace with, with retiring. If the contract situation doesn't work out now, he's also uh, from around the NFL today. He said, winning a Super Bowl, you kind of get addicted, a little addicted to it, so intimating that obviously he would want to do it. But those are the two kind of conflicting things. This is, he's at peace with moving on from football if his contract doesn't work out, but also winning a Super Bowl is addictive, and so uh, he would like to do that again. So I think he's in a situation where he's hoping to get at age 31, get that one last payday. I mean, this is a guy who's been in the league for eight years, eight Pro Bowls, Seven first team all pros, including seven straight from 2015 through uh, now. In fact, his first time that he was a first team all pro, they were still playing in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. He has had, in the last, in this run, 11 sacks, 8 sacks, 11 sacks, 20 and a half led the league in 2018, uh, 12 and a half, 13 and a half, 12 and a half. Just an an absolute monster. He's been the defensive player of the year three times, he's been the rookie of the year, a defensive rookie of the year, obviously once, which is all you're eligible to be. Um, He has never been outside of the top five in the defensive player of the year voting since 2015.
2: He has done, I mean, all of that staggering. He has done what I thought was impossible to do, and that is change the conversation on the all-time team. Like, that's the toughest club you can break into. Like, that was known. It was, you know, whoever was going to be on the defensive line, like, you don't break into that crowd. Like, it's Mean Joe Green, it's Reggie White, it's Randy, whoever it's going to be, the, all those guys that are all the first team, all pros, well, he's he's on it. He's on the first-team all-NFL team. All NFL team. And yeah. he, in terms of recent guys, there's not a lot of guys who have who have broken through that.
3: No, and the hard part would be is... I mean,
2: Brady would obviously be the other one, but he's been playing for 20 years. Right.
3: Of guys that are currently in a league that would be on the best team to ever play. Is that what you're saying? Yeah,
2: an ability to have the resume and the talent to break into the all-time NFL team. Aaron Donald. And Tom Brady. Brady but Brady's 20 some years in too you know like that's the other thing like Donald's career is relatively short and he broke in where it felt like it was impossible to break in
3: and I don't know that we would say that he actually has a chance to unseat a Mike Singletary but Bobby Wagner would probably be in the discussion at least he, yeah, he's yeah we, are, we need he's more are, though for sure but yeah. he would
2: yeah you know like I don't know who who are your first team all-time linebackers is that singletary and Ray Lewis? Is it Butkus? Is it Ray Lewis? Is it Ray Nitschke? Ray like what's the yeah, what does it look like? Luke Lawrence Keek Taylor Lee. would be on it, but he but would be a, a, an edge. An edge. Like he's an outside linebacker, but he is a linebacker.
4: So this is the tw- this is this past season's all pro first team. Aaron Rodgers, not the greatest of all time. Jonathan Taylor, Mark Andrews. Devonte Adams, Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, Trent Williams, Tristan Wirfs, Joel
3: Batonio, Zach Martin, Jason Kelsey. So let me real quickly, the one guy, another guy that's playing right now, cause this just popped in my head, that is in the conversation, hey, Gronk is in the conversation, but and we don't know if he's going to play this year, he would be in the conversation for a gray end. Kelsey's yeah. going to be in that conversation.
2: Yeah, yeah. The game has changed so much, like... You know, who's, who is the all-time tight end right now? Is it Kellen Winslow? Is it? I mean, he was sensational. Sensational. Who is the all-time tight end? Tony Gonzalez? Gronk, Gonzalez. Yeah. Antonio Gates? Probably. Probably Gonzalez more than Gates is my gut, but yeah, I don't know. Growing up, you know.
4: it was Largen. It was... Well, Largen was a
2: receiver. receiver. Yeah, he was a receiver. Ozzie. Yeah. All right. Ozzie would be on there. Um,
3: like on the all- Tony Gonzalez, 14-time Pro Bowl, six-time All-Pro. Antonio Gates, three-time All-Pro, eight-time so, Pro Bowl. So Gonzalez over him.
2: So it'd probably be Gronk as your best. So Gronk and Kelsey could could do it. All right. So I I have the All NFL 100, Gronk which is four-time All-Pro. This was a couple of years ago in terms of, and obviously this won't be complete because it's going to be, um, you know, they're they're not going to have they're going to too many at each position. I think we can. But I mean, but a tight end right now, so they're tight ends right on this team, there's actually there are four there are five of them. Ditka, Tony Gonzalez, Rob Gronkowski, John Mackey, and Kellen Winslow. Those are the five on the team. So Winslow was like the first receiver tight end. Yep. Primarily, was receiver. Uh, John Mackey was a beast for sure. I'm guessing three he's got, time
3: all pro, five time Pro Bowl for, for Kellen Winslow. For what's Mackey got? Let's pull him up right now. Gonzalez is at six, as well in the lead at this point. Yeah. Because like that's Dick always Dick our was time pretty breaker. solid as a tight end, too. He still well, Ditka's record. record, remember, held for so yeah. long, which was pretty still. crazy. Yeah. John Mackey. John Mackey, three time All Pro, five time Pro Bowler. I mean, Gonzalez is the dominant one. Ditka's
2: five time. He's two time first team, three time second team All Pro for Ditka. Um, The playing careers were so much shorter. Yeah, Gonzalez is it then right now. He's it. Yeah. Yeah, very different game, acknowledging that. But yeah. Just for curiosity's sake, if you do defensive tackle – I was going to say, on the defense this past season, all pro,
4: your edge rushers were T.J. Watt, Miles Garrett. Yeah. Interior linemen Aaron Donald, Cameron Hayward. Linebackers were Micah Parsons, Darius Leonard, Devondre uh, Campbell. Cornerbacks, Trevon Diggs, Jalen Ramsey, safeties Kevin Byard, and Jordan
2: Poyer. So, here's this is why I think this is why I think what Donald is doing is so impressive because what we are saying is is when you did the tight ends, hang with me for a second, follow me on this. Yep. When you did the tight ends, you named a lot of contemporary players that were possibilities. Yep. In fact, it was mostly contemporary players. These are the all time, this is the one NFL 100 defensive tackles. Okay. There's seven of them Buck Buchanan, Mean Joe Green.
3: I had Mean Joe Green, Bob
2: Lilly. Randy White, who Randy I mentioned, White, I have down. Merlin Olson, Alan Page, and John Randall. John Randall so uh, the uh, most recent is John Randall, who finished in 2003.
3: And it was a six time, if I'm not mistaken, when we looked R- this we up. We stumbled upon that all pro number, and we were first blown away. John Randall. For Randall. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But that's 03. So there hasn't been anybody break into that type of club 20 years. in a long time. So here's
3: the thing that's odd to me, is they don't consider, where do they consider Reggie White? D-end,
2: because he was a 4-3 D-end.
3: I feel like on an all-pro team though. You'd want him on the inside.
2: You would. So, so let so in that category, D end. Doug Atkins, Bill Hewitt, who played long, long time ago, Deacon Jones would be one you would know. Gino Marchetti, Leroy Selman, Bruce Smith, and Reggie White are Bruce the D ends.
3: Bruce Smith's resume is pretty good.
2: Yeah. So the Smith is the most recent of those. He finished in 03.
3: What do we think at defensive end and pro football references, of course. The linebacker play learning.
2: is is absolutely ridiculous. But Narek. Bobby Bell, uh, Derek Brooks made it, Derek Dick Brooks. Butkus, Jack Ham, Ted Hendricks, Jack Lambert, Willie Lanier, Ray Lewis, Joe Schmidt, Junior Seau, and Lawrence Taylor are the are the linebackers on it. So what? that's that's a tough, tough list to crack right there. Uh, but that's what makes Donald's thing so tough is that it's really – there aren't any contemporaries who are going to break in.
3: So J.J. Watt – would right. be the only other person that I was thinking of, and I'm trying to look He'd at what He'd be a D-end. Wouldn't he be a D-end? In- yeah, but a 3-4 D-end is I agree with is, you. Is I'm just saying, like – Aaron Donald's listed as a right end all the time because he plays in a 3-4. J.J. Watt, five times first-team All-Pro, three times defensive player of the year. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't make it, really,
2: that he didn't make it based on that. So it's Donald, a a we burst. said, is
3: seven, seven times first-team and three times – same, also three times defensive player of the year. Yeah, that's um, that's heady stuff.
2: I think it's possible. And this happens all the time in sports. I bring it up about the Steelers a lot. We overly romanticize the past sometimes.
3: Yeah, for sure.
2: And, you know, the notion that basically everybody on the Steelers teams in the 70s was an all pro or a Hall of Famer. It's just not true. There's no way that it was, of course, but that's kind of the way that it's treated, that their whole
3: roster was an all pro. Well, yeah, and they—you got to the, what that this year's Hall of Fame—they got another guy in the, from that those teams in the Hall of Fame this year.
2: Right. Yeah, they constantly—they're constantly in the mix. Yeah. Boy, see, yeah, they have two. I mean, Mel Blunt is on it too. Like on the NFL 100 team, they've got Mean Joe Green, Melbourne Jack Ham. He is for sure. I mean, they all are, but some of it's mythology, right? Sure. Ham, Lambert, Mean Joe Green, Mel Blunt are all on the NFL 100 team. Will on the Patriots ever defense. get to that point? No, and that's a great point out of you, because it's really never. just only going to be Brady and Gronk, and Gronk is at the end. You know, it's really just going to be Brady and Gronk. They'll never have that type of. Hollow. Who's it going to be? I mean, they got Ronnie Harrison got in, but he was as much a Charger as he was a Patriot. Patriot, you know. In terms of Vinatieri. getting into the hall, but so much Colts. Right, but I mean, he, he was he made the initial picks sure. for them. Yeah, Venitario will be a Hall of Famer for sure. It's a tough crowd to break into, though, man.
3: How about, uh, yeah, I'm looking, I'm trying to look up Reggie White right now. Of course, the internet's so not speedy, not speedy. But yeah, that crack into the defensive line. Of that's all what time I'm saying.
2: Is, that's why it's impossible, man. It's
3: nuts. Well, JJ Watt, I feel like, should be. So, Reggie White is an eight time All Pro and a two time Defensive Player of the Year. So, he's got the most All Pros, two Defensive Player of the Years. J.J. Watt's three defensive players of the year. It's pretty impressive.
2: So, like, Leroy Selman, who's on that team, was a three-time first-team All-Pro, one-time defensive player of the year. You know, but he played, again, it's actually amazing because he played for the Bucs, and they were just dreadful when, when he played there. I think you'd be surprised. I bet Bruce Smith has more first-team All-Pros than I think that he does. I think he's got
3: six at a minimum.
2: He's got eight. Yeah. <laughs> He's, got, he's an eight-time first-team All-Pro. Yeah. He made ten All-Pro teams, twice second-team, eight first-team, two-time yeah, defensive player he's, of the year.
3: He's on. Yeah, he's, he's the, one he's the there.
2: He's one of the ends. Yep,
3: he's one of the ends for sure. And then you'd probably treat Lawrence Taylor as a sub-package pass rusher that would come in. He's just on the field. Somewhere. Yeah. He's the biggest. He's one of those guys
2: that, to me, just ingrained in my head of watching him play that he was just unstoppable.
3: He was, and so was uh, Derek Thomas. Yeah.
2: That's a good job. Did you see this over the weekend? Tommy Pham slapping Jock
3: Peterson? Oh, boy, did I. Well, I consumed every bit of that content as a fantasy what is, football guy. What is the
2: worst, most egregious thing you've ever seen done over fantasy football discrepancy? First of all, how are you not paying what
3: you're due? Do I have the full story on this? I don't know, but then Pham dropped out of the league a couple of weeks later, which you can't do. You can't drop out of a league in the middle of the season. So he dropped out of the league in the middle of, season. So he is, of the, me, the middle ends, of season, ends, and ends, then he
2: slapped him. Everything slapped And him. then Peterson brought the receipts. Yeah, And showed everybody, Yep. and he said something like, what, Jock, you don't know me well enough to talk to me like that? make a joke,
3: he sent a gift that was making fun of the Padres who were struggling, even though they were very talented. Yeah. And fam was on the Padres, and he got, I guess, very upset about that. And then to slap a man. Slapped a man, a grown man, in the outfield. um, Strange. Is a very stunning thing.
2: By the way, the only maybe
3: relevant thing of baseball this weekend.
2: I honestly feel like, I don't know that I've ever heard less Talk of that sport than currently in my life. It does not cross my radar. There wasn't anybody talking about it this weekend as I was out and about at the various things with family, friends, activities. I didn't hear anybody no, say, I... "Hey, put on this." Put on the, the not, nothing. Zero. And Jose
3: Ramirez is having a tremendous start to the season. He's he's great, right? But it, it just it it doesn't feel like it. It resonates. Um, I mean it's clear it's not America's. I mean, it's past. past emphasis on the past in the past time. Uh, little NFL news, by the way, uh, former Bears defensive tackle Akeem Hicks, who was probably the best defensive tackle mm-hmm. left on the market, uh, reached an agreement today on a one-year deal worth up to $10 million with the Bucks. And the Bucks were talking mm-hmm. about bringing back Indomitian Sioux. The Raiders apparently have been, had a lot of interest in Indomican Sioux. And according to recent reporting, the Browns are, are not pursuing Indomitian Sioux at this time. Pulled back on Pulled back. this time. But who knows? Who knows? We were also added to Sean Watson at one point.
2: That's what they said. And yet. And yet. And yet. Uh, Tickets for all Cleveland Browns home games are on sale right now. For more information, visit clevelandbrowns.com. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
2: Rumkey Waste Recycling, family-owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer or as an employee, you'll become part of the family. Visit Rumkey.com to learn more. Give me. Did you watch? Were you watching that show? Uh, We own this city. Did you watch that?
4: I have not. I have.
3: Have You started it? No.
2: And you haven't seen it either?
3: No. We just started Stranger Things, and two episodes into season four, and I am loving it. I haven't even started that one yet. Loving it. it. They. It's dark. They have upped it because the kids are older now, so it's like... Getting into it? It's legit. I think, I feel like... We on the City all, is your believe. Baltimore
2: show? Yeah, it's the guys who did The Wire. Yeah, It's a six-episode arc. Amazing. <laughs> I just can't believe, like, it, you know, it's based on a true story. So it ended last night, and I spent, like, 90 minutes reading about what happened. And, I mean, I'm not ruining it by any of it, but they were very... Loyal well, to the what happened. the facts. And the facts are stupefying. Stupefying. Crazy. Crazy. I couldn't recommend it enough. I can't Can believe you give it's a, a is that a Netflix? Can you give that us a a basic no, it's HBO. HBO. Oh, it's HBO? HBO. Is a basic promise? Well, it's, it's coming out of the wire, so it's the militarization of the police force, the war on drugs, everything that comes into it, and in this instance, like just incredibly crooked cops, but also crooked cops that the system liked because they gave them stats. So it was just chasing a tail and it went on for 20 years and the, the devastation is stunning. The fraud is stunning. Who's who stars in it? Barenthal. And he's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. Unbelievable. in it just crushes. it. That's
4: pretty awesome that they stuck to the facts. Oh, there's always a little news. There's always a little, "Eh, no, I'm like, well,
2: there's no way that's no. Oh. And in fact, sometimes large chunks of the dialogue were ripped From testimony. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was, and John Barenthal was, it's probably as good a performance as I've seen in 15 years on television. And it was just six episodes. Six episodes. Hour long? Yeah. And I think the reason they did that was, like, I don't think, I I don't think they wanted to romanticize or make you feel like he was some sort of hero because he's so magnetic in the role. Yeah. But I don't think they wanted to, like, glamorize it. Because of, you know, the acts, But it was, I couldn't recommend it highly will, enough.
4: Will we start seeing more of that type of stuff, where it's short series as opposed to?
2: Yeah, we've you know, seen that like with like *Mara It Was like that episodes a season uh-huh. type Yeah, you know. I think I think it's easier. The
4: mini series, is yeah. what it used to be called.
2: The only thing is, is like you got to really hit on it. Yeah, you know, I mean, this show's got a lot of buzz because the wire people, but I could also see how it would have been missed if it didn't have that. You know, I could see how that's possible, but I, it's awesome. Absolutely stunning, stunning stuff. Hell all of right. an achievement. I'm in. Yeah, you'll you if you like the wire, if you like the absolutely. true crime stuff, then you'll you'll be big fans of of it because they they absolutely crushed it. Um. All right. This is from CBS Sports. I printed it for you. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Here it is. yeah, I know you. How much you landscape. love landscapes? It's funny. I was just, I was right just there. getting to I got the you. Don't CBS. Worry about it. <laughs> Same
4: with the next segment. I printed that for you too. Oh no, this one isn't in landscape. I was how just getting
2: that? to the. I was just going to go look at it myself at CBS Sports. He, he, he did print it out in reverse. It is. It's full. It's put down. in Yeah, that is true. It is an opposite. But we'll take. So it. this is. So the idea here is it's quarterback, receiver, running back combination.
4: Yeah, it's the ranking of the triplets. Their annual. Uh, it's the they rank the best trio. So it's who stole our comeback, idea? Wide receiver slash tight end
2: starting five. Remember we did that uh, a couple of years ago. Who who stole that from us? Was it Bucky Brooks? I think it was Bucky Brooks who. St- That's the first thing that came to my mind. First thing that popped in my mind it was Bucky Brooks yeah. stole it from us. But we said at the time when we had healthy Jarvis, healthy Odell, Nick Chubb, Kareem, and Baker. Yeah, name a better five.
4: Yeah, it came from somewhere on NFL.com.
2: Yeah, I one of those that. guys did it. Yeah. I can't remember which one did it. Might have been Weish. Because Weish, I know we hit Weish with it. I think it was Weish. Because he was, he. But we he, asked him about he it. Really and right. he really...
3: I feel like we, it came up then in like a Bucky like column.
2: It definitely went to column.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it definitely went to column. Maybe we ran it by both of them. Yeah.
2: And Bucky took it. I remember running it by Weish. And he was like, oh, that's pretty good. Um, all right. So the idea here is. Best triplet quarterback, running back, and receiver. So, I guess they had
4: already done like 17 through 32. So, they did the top 16. The ones that matter.
2: All right. Let's just start with this. Do you have a problem with the Chargers being one with Herbert, Eckler, and Allen?
3: Kind of. I love the Chargers. A lot. I mean, I I get it, but Keenan Allen doesn't. He's great. He's great. But he's not a scare you. Like, I think the, the Bengals.
2: Well, Burrow is more accomplished than Herbert. Yeah. Mixon and Eckler feel like a wash. And Jamar, to me, is more electric is than Allen. Yes. So, I would, yeah, I would have the Bengals better. We're doing higher or lower, better or worse. I think the Bengals uh, threesome is, is better. I mean, I'm not. The I... only wink link with the Kansas City is just running, is running back a little bit. I think the bucks are are too low. So the
4: numbers next to those teams, um, the first number in parentheses is the team's average ranking based on the votes of their staff and editors at cbssports.com. The other two numbers are how high someone had them and how low someone had them. Yeah, so
3: only the Bengals or Chargers even received first place votes. I think Austin Eckler is very, very, very good and Keenan Allen is very solid. In terms of does he scare you? No, but in, I I think you could have three all pros right there. Like I get that aspect of it. Okay, well <laughs> I think the Vikings are way too low. Even though I'm not necessarily a Kirk Cousins guy, but Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson is So they have
2: them 12. 12. Jefferson <laughs> and Cook. I don't understand. So the highest is an 8 that anybody voted for him. Right. With
3: those two? Cuz that's a knock
2: that's a knock. I understand. Cousins. I mean, I think ours is criminally low too. The the highest anybody voted us is an eight with Watson, Chubb, and Cooper. I mean, that's impossible.
3: Yeah. Baltimore feels high to me too.
2: Dallas feels high to me. That's a lot of Zeke Elliott love for yeah. a guy who hasn't looked
3: like Zeke Elliott in a long time. No. I mean the Packers, the fact that their top receiver right now is Alan Lazard is is wild. That's a wild situation. The
2: Rams. Well, acres is a little, yeah,
3: yeah, but uh, acres is is good when he's healthy cup just won the triple crown. Right. That seems
2: pretty important. The chiefs have the best quarterback in the league. I think in most people's eyes and they have the best tight end. They have one of the best weapons in the league and they're fourth. Yes. I have a feeling that the, you know, and sometimes it's too soon. Sometimes it hits and I like them a lot too. I just think that there's a lot going the chargers way from a pub standpoint. Going into this season, they are that
3: good on paper. No, no, I know. But look at, I'm not, I, looking, I'm not right. attacking. I'm just saying it's a lot of. Hype. They are
2: not a playoff team a year ago. No, um, and there is a lot of juice around. It kind of feels how we felt a couple of years ago. I think that their high end is, pro- you know, because of Herbert and as special as he is. I mean, every they kind improve of the line. It.
3: I think it's because they had you had Khalil Mack had and, and J C Jackson. Not,
2: he's not Mack from five
3: years ago. No, but like, J C Jackson's led the league player, in interceptions. Yeah. For the last four years, like one of the best players in the league. I,
2: I like them. I just think they're jumping. They're leapfrogging a lot of teams that are more accomplished by a pretty wide margin. And maybe they get there this year. I mean, the the idea that you know sometimes they're higher than the bills on things. I don't know. I think Cincinnati probably yeah. deserves a little more respect than they're getting. And they're second on this particular list. Agreed. Um, but you have the Super Bowl champions on this at six. I don't know. It seems like they're getting a lot. And I like them. I, I do like them. I just think it's a lot.
3: I'm surprised and maybe I missed it the Colts at 15 feels is that low I mean Jonathan Taylor's great Matt Ryan is solid and I think Michael Pittman's pretty good yeah I mean that's yeah I, but who I, are I you putting
4: them up uh, in front of
3: and where's like who would I put them in front I of? haven't had a Philly Philly for sure well, and they, they are Philly.
2: Oh yeah, they are. I'm sorry, are. this is going the other way. Okay. So
4: you'd have them, you'd have them ahead of the Ravens, wouldn't you? Yes, I think the Ravens
3: are way overrated.
2: Yeah, they're eight on this. Yeah, I don't. I mean, that. Dobbin's coming off an injury. Lamar coming off an injury. They got you the right guy in Denver for you at tailback. Javante Williams, your guy. Love that. Free Javante. But other than that, I don't know how much further up you can move him. I guess that's true. I mean, they're better than Dallas. Why is Dallas seven? CD lamb. Yeah,
3: Dak Prescott. Dak. But Zeke is not a top. I bet if you put Tony Pollard in there, guy averages five and a half yards a carry. Then, then maybe they are better. I mean, where would you it's guys even put, says where, right here?
4: That's the first sentence. If we in the swapped out Elliot
3: for Pollard. who has been more efficient, more explosive than in Elliot. Each of his first three NFL seasons. the Cowboys might rank higher than this. Where would you guys rank? Dak Prescott a quarterback in the NFL right now. Somewhere in the top
2: 12. Is Dak Prescott better or worse than Derek Carr? I
3: think, I think slightly he's slightly better. better.
2: Okay. Better or worse than Lamar? I would rather have him. Better or worse than Russell? Probably worse. Better or worse than Deshaun? Worse. I mean, these are just the guys around there. You don't yeah. have to say have him worse than Rodgers, too. Better or worse than Cousins?
3: Better. Better.
2: Yeah. Better or worse than Kyler.
3: I'd rather have him over Kyle. I think his personality makes him better.
2: So then in, by that, then he's probably top eight. He might be. You're having behind Herbert Burrow, Allen, Mahomes, Brady, Stafford, Wilson, Watson, Rogers. What's that put him? Tenth. That's about right. Feels right.
3: Yeah. I'm just waiting for like, the, I'm waiting for a Trevor Lawrence explosion. Like, wouldn't it be stunning if that one year really just ruined him? I mean, he felt he was an Andrew Luxure thing, but it was
2: No, I think close. he was Andrew Luxure. I think he was. I think he was, okay. I think he was even – yes, he was that. He was known as a freshman in college. He's going number one overall. No, I don't think you're over – no, I think he's – I think he was that type of sure thing. I mean, I, I'll tell you what, those two kids that came out in that class, Lawrence and Fields, could not have gone – Two worst situations, both of them. Lawrence has a chance now. Lawrence has a chance. Fields has no chance. Honestly, like like if the Bears had any sense, they would trade him right now because they're not going to – While he still has some value because they're going to run him into the ground. He was over the weekend. I heard him say – you know, so he said, we don't have Odell Beckham. We don't have some other receiver. He named two receivers. One of them was Odell. But we have a bunch of guys. If we do things right, I think we can have success. And I thought, my God.
3: That's tough. That's
2: a tough. You scenario. poor kid. Yeah, you poor kid, Justin. Um, but yeah, Lawrence can salvage it because they'd still have some weapons there. And if Etienne comes back, they got Robinson, competent coaching. It's salvageable. It's a brutal spot, though. Absolutely yeah. brutal. I would have had the Bengals number one on this. Same. Same.
4: Would the Chargers have been number two, or would you have dropped them? How far would you have taken the Chargers?
2: I would have had them like six. Not far, not they, too far. Not like, I think we're too low. I mean, ours is stupid. Yeah, how the hell are we? How are we eleven? I don't understand. I think Watson's how it says, a top five Maybe not great. I think
4: that, we're we're in that category of good, maybe not great.
2: Watson is a top five quarterback in this league. Nick Chubb, I think, is a top two running back in this league. Fair. Amari Cooper's a top 12, 15 receiver.
3: Right, he's not a Jamar Chase, a no, Justin Jefferson, no. uh, Stephon Diggs.
2: Is Amari Cooper as good a receiver as Joe Mixon is a running back? Or slightly less? I don't know. Slightly less, probably. Okay. But Nick Chubb, we would agree, is similar Better. to Jamar Chase. Yes. Right? Both elite. Yeah. And Deshaun is similar to Burrow. Burrow's yes. more accomplished. I think that's fair.
4: But yeah. I just – I look at some of these. Like, I, Kansas City at four, I get it. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. Edwards Alaire. Eh.
3: That's the thing. He's a first-round pick on him. Oh, boy. They thought he was perfect. Yeah. And we all did. And they
2: drafted him. We thought, perfect. Yeah. I mean, are are you? Who was it that they were comparing him to? I remember, was it Brian Mitchell? Who's the play, like the kick returner? Or not Brian Mitchell. Who's the guy I'm thinking of? Uh, Who's your buddy? Brian Westbrook. Westbrook. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, B. West. There was a lot of that, yeah. Not. Not no, as not No, dude. Yeah, but he wasn't. Yeah, I mean the bills on this three with Allen and Diggs, and Singletary was better last year, as it went along.
4: That's what I. I just feel like there's a little bit of a weakness in each one of those. You know, Edwards-Alaire,
2: except for Cincinnati, and Singletary honestly, Singletary
4: played. Really I mean, top well to bottom. Them, but.
2: I think the most the three that are most consistently good to great on all three. Are us the Bengals and the Chargers? Yeah, I like mean, we don't yeah. have a guy that's like, oh, he's you know he's got a lit. There's nothing like that on ours. There's nothing like that on the Bengals and even the Chargers. There isn't. Yeah. Herbert's like, going to be great. Is great. Eckler's really really good. Allen's really really good. Yeah. The Bucks are
3: like us too, I think. Yeah, it's fine because Fournette and Amari, you could say, are. I
2: feel like Amari's a little better receiver than Fournette
3: as a running back, but it's it's in the Fair, vicinity. But Fournette's been very good for them down yeah. the stretch. Yeah,
4: I just like Acres at running back. Didn't look like himself when he came back. I get he's no, coming he back from yeah. an Achilles, but I mean Stafford and Cup basically hold down that ranking at number six. But
3: I mean, if you put if you put any of the quarterbacks that we mentioned a Herbert, a Burrow, Mahomes, Allen, Watson, Brady, Stafford, Dak, even Russell Wilson on the Vikings with Cook and Jefferson, then they're one be number one. Yeah,
4: I, I want to know what reporter at cbsports.com gave the Ravens a top five vote with that three.
3: I don't get it, Andrew. Look, Andrews was first team All Pro last year. Andrew is Andrew. Yeah, is very, awesome. very good. But the
2: you know,
4: JK but Jake could, could Dobbins, be, but he was hurt. Yeah. Who knows? Like, right. Yeah, right.
2: that's that's hard to see. Um. All right. Good job. Coming up next, uh, Mel Kiper Jr. with his first big board for 2023. It is out. We get to that coming up next. Listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 in Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
2: Elkin Elk, serious lawyers, serious injuries. Call 1 800 Elkin, Ohio for a free case review. Elkin Elk's a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns, Mel Kuiper Jr., with his early look. The first big board, I do believe, of the, uh, of the 2000 and, uh, 2023 NFL draft. Of course, we will not have a first round pick in this draft. Um, remember, Mel, and this is how he prefers to do it. Not necessarily landscape print, but what he does prefer is for a positionless. Non mock. Yeah. He, yeah. he wants these are the twenty five best players in order, and, and then he ranked them, uh, ranked the positions at the end. Yeah, so that's how he likes to do it. He does not want to try to get in the head, and then finally, it was about five or six years ago, maybe even longer now. ESPN made him do mock drafts, but for the longest time, this was Kuiper's. It was big board. That's what he did. Yep. Um. So he's got Will Anderson, the defensive end out of Alabama, number one. Will Anderson, he's light, um, but he is probably. You know, in, in terms of the way he's regarding college football, the way like a Chase Young or a Bosa was, like Miles, yeah. like a sure thing. Sure thing. He's the me. guy who wore, I think, 30 or 31 for Alabama and was the best player on the field in the national championship game. Bryce Young, the quarterback at Alabama, number two. C.J. Stroud, your Ohio State Buckeyes, is number three on that list. These will be inverted by the time the draft happens. So says me.
3: Six foot, 194 for Bryce Young. So not huge, but not too small. I would he's have
2: slight, those yeah, it's not just the height. He's yeah, one ninety four. Yeah,
3: CJ Stroud six three two fifteen. I would not have had that Bryce Young at Alabama, and I realize all the Alabama receivers, Mechie and Jamison Williams, who got drafted despite their mm-hmm. injuries, that he threw for four thousand eight hundred seventy two yards, forty seven touchdowns, and some picks. I would not have had that.
2: Saban after Johnny beat him. Um, throwing it and running it and all that. He said, "Well, we got to do that. We can't keep. Yeah, we can't keep with big court, big running backs and you know quarterbacks who are AJ McCarron types, those type of who guys. Are okay. who are okay. We got to go get five star quarterbacks, and we got to be able to throw it. Um, and they got Tua, and they got Young. Young was the number one quarterback in the country
3: coming out. So this... why didn't? Why did they not want to have five star quarterbacks before that? I don't get. It. I don't know
2: that they didn't want to. Like they did recruit them, um, but there, it wasn't." They had they would go get three five star running backs and they would just bludgeon you.
3: And like it was, they had Greg McElroy. But, oh
2: yeah, they had a bunch of. But they, it's really they won a national. Oh my god, I forget. Jacob Coker won a national championship yeah. for them. Was a completely average. It was almost like it didn't matter. Um, it was we're so good on defense and we're going to run the ball and bludgeon you and we're going to have Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, and that's going to be enough and they'll make some plays. So, but it oh. wasn't until Johnny got him that they flipped their philosophy. Went to a pass heavy, so they've been doing this for a couple of years. What what Bryce and then Bryce is just the best combination of quarterback to play in that system and all the receiving talent that they've had the last couple of years. So yeah, he spun it all over the place. You will notice though, so a hundred and about a hundred, well, hundred and six more attempts than CJ and about four hundred yards passing. Some of that yeah. is he played an extra game, but that's so that's part of the statistical accumulation there as well. I think CJ all passing by the time it's done, six three two fifteen is just better than six foot 194
3: yep so uh
2: Jackson Smith and Jigba is fifth on this list the wide receiver out of Ohio State um I think that's the one that as surprised as you are by the uh the Bryce Young numbers my hunch is most people who didn't pay attention would be surprised to know that Jackson Smith and Jigba cut 95 passes for 1,606 yards in a receiving core that had two first round picks
3: and how much how many did Wilson and Alave they both were over a thousand but he led the team actually
2: yeah yeah. We well, had 300 in the Rose Bowl, right? So that that helps. helps, sure. And that didn't used to that didn't they didn't used to keep those things. In terms of guys you'll know, I mean, these are all the usual suspects: uh, Eli Ricks out of Alabama is a five-star kid. Keyshawn Boutte out of LSU, uh, Notre Dame at a tight end. Bijan yeah, Robinson. I'm excited about that guy. At ten, um, he is a guy that you know was a five-star, all of those things, and has shown flashes. I I would think I'd be surprised if he's that high by the time we're done. Yeah. Um, Tyler Van Dyke, that's a little projection I think from the great uh, Mister Kuiper. Anthony Richardson at thirteen is outrageous. That's outrageous. Wildly inconsistent. Wildly inconsistent quarterback at Florida.
3: Wildly. He said it's all about potential. Six four two thirty six. I've heard he had a great spring.
2: Yeah, that's a lot of project. Dual because, threat. But I'm going to tell you something. There's a decent chance that Anthony Richardson doesn't even quarterback Florida
3: this year. Because they got be a top.
2: Prospect. No, they got the kid, the transfer, the four star quarterback from Florida State, Jack Miller, transferred yeah. there or out of Ohio State, transferred
3: to Florida. Where did the other kid Very from possible. Ohio State go?
2: Ewers went to Texas.
3: And he'll start there.
2: He may. I don't know. There's a quarterback competition down there between him and somebody else. Wasn't he if like the top two or three, you, prospect? you don't have one. Okay. This is my point. It was hype out of control. Remember, he's a perfect prospect. I'll tell you who was the top he was prospect. the perfect
3: prospect. Yeah,
2: yeah, and was fourth on the depth chart at Ohio State, and now in a quarterback duel at Texas. So how perfect was
3: he? But part of him being fourth was because he came out late, early. It was also that makes because sense. he had a
2: very difficult time learning the offense and could not pick it up. And he reclassified. He should have been a high school senior last year. Yeah,
3: right. All of those to things. get that nil or
2: yeah. Anthony Richardson's got no chance. I don't I don't I think uh Jack Miller beats him out there. But I could be wrong. We'll see. Um, let me think. Anybody else interesting here? Jordan Addison's the kid who was at Pitt, developed at Pitt, then transferred to USC. There's talk about a three million dollar bag on that one. It wasn't he like there.
3: the top he had seventeen touchdowns last year and he's he not won even, the Bolitnikoff Award, yeah. Yeah, and he's not even the top he's I think he's the third receiver. They have Right Ohio but State it, guy and the LSU Ohio guy.
2: State guys cancel each other out. Yeah. You know. Probably should have been Jamison Williams. Probably should have won the yep. you know, quite honestly. Uh, he was a really good player. He was co- or, uh, Pickett's number one target at Pitt yep. last year, and now he transfers yep. to USC. Um, Noah Levis. Sewell is Panay Sewell's younger brother, okay. so he's there, the linebacker. Will Levis out of Kentucky. Started at Penn State. Um, Penn State, for as long as I've covered, Penn State has been trying to get the guy at quarterback, and they had Will Levis there, and they picked Sean Clifford over him. And Will Levis is on this list, and guess what? Sean Clifford is not, nor is he. My guess is he's not even on Kuiper's position, positional rankings. No, he's not. Um, but Levis is. So he, it appears that you blew that boy. Let me see on the top tens. Is there anybody that jumps out mm, that could be maybe too low, too high? I don't see anybody too much. Got to feel
3: like these Alabama guys, Tyler Harrell and Jermaine Burton, are going to get an opportunity to put up some pretty ridiculous numbers. The receivers? Yeah. yeah.
2: And they're they're huge, huge. Of course, they're huge recruits. Um, there will be – Rakeem Jarrett's a five-star kid, the kid at Maryland. He was um, – he he's a big kid, 6'3", 6'4". How four. How'd I you think, go to Maryland? Because uh, Talia Tugavailoa, Tugavailoa is there, and Mike Locksley was at, on the Alabama staff and is an unbelievable recruiter, and he sold him on it. He sold him on Maryland. But he could have gone anywhere. Could have oh. absolutely gone anywhere. If you're a receiver, you want to go to Ohio State
3: by the way, play for it, Brian Hartline. Isn't yes. today
4: the uh, start of SEC summer meetings? Not media week. It's not week, even
2: media week. It's just their, sp- it's their spring meeting. Yeah. Their apparently, they watch it It's being by, covered. They
4: walked by, by each, covered each other like in the hall.
3: Yeah, apparently.
2: It's being covered like it's the biggest deal in the history of the world. I mean, world.
4: I've got a copy of the seating chart.
2: I mean, that's where we're at. Like, it's just that league is crushed. It's they, professional wrestling. They, really is. Here's the thing. We... We've been talking
4: about it. Sabin and Jimbo and Lane Kiff and everything. Totally forget that by the way, there's another big new addition to the SEC. Brian Kelly. Oh
2: God. That clung. And his
4: Southern Twang that came out of nowhere. Gracious. My LSU? Family.
2: Me and my welcome to me and my family. I mean, from what, Boston. what is
4: going on in that oh. room
2: right now? Oh my God. It's a circus. It's an absolute circus. That's what it is. It's an absolute circus. I'll tell you this, One yeah, you can take Leach from this. <laughs> oh, and Kiffin. Yeah. Leach and Kiffin are sitting next to each other on this CD. Yeah. Part. Yeah, I mean Leach and Kiffin are there. Yeah, no, it's an absolute circus. The um oh, what was it? What was it? I just had something on the tip of my tongue. Oh, here's. Here's what I here's how I would sum up t- 2023 versus this lat. This draft's going to have a lot to it because of the two quarterbacks that are going to be at the top. So yes. this one'll have a lot of juice. You'll be able. To, you'll be following this all year in terms of who's going to end up with one of these guys, which is something we didn't have last year, just because the quarterbacks weren't great. Drafts are made by typically by quarterbacks, and this will be a good quarterback draft. Um, all right, coming up next on the program. We'll follow, read. Oh, around the sports world. A lot of fun to get. I couldn't get it to come down. It's, it's all get good. To all right. we'll get it, we'll Talk get a little good
4: memorial. In. It's Memorial Week.
2: It yeah. is. Yeah. And yeah. and I think what could be a unfortunately for the friends down there a uh, negative trend that more and more of what you're going to get down there this week to continue. Uh, You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
2: Now you thinking about upgrading your enterprise operating system, but you can't afford the downtime and disruption that goes with a major overhaul. Bo here for my friends at EOX Vantage. And I know someone who can take care of your problems talking about EOX Vantage. They're data scientists, also business operations experts. Your EOX Vantage team does not take a rip-and-replace approach to improving your operating systems. Instead, they help you build on to what you already have so you make the best use of your investments, both old and new. So, if you're fearing your employees will stress out over your new systems, EOX Vantage works to ensure your people can easily adapt to their new workflows at a comfortable pace. You can start out by making easily manageable changes and add more when the time is right. Read how other business owners have overhauled their systems without overwhelming their people at EOXVantage.com. As we go, what, what, what had your attention most over the weekend? You had everything. You had all the racing, you had the, uh, the Monaco, you had the Indy. Uh, my guess is probably not Coca-Cola 600 since you watched the, the NBA. Brylo. The Brylo happened. You had the um, the Bry rather. The Bry, that's right. Uh, you had the Champions League final, Liverpool and Real Madrid. Uh, Pretty good match. It was well, Liverpool dominated, but Madrid wins because yeah. that's what they do. Uh, I watched a little. I enjoyed the college lacrosse. Final the only thing I final. watched any
3: of was the Celtics Heat Game Seven. Yeah, from a sports standpoint, golf was on in the background at various. Where complaints. were they? Where, Where was it? golf this weekend? Is it the Byron Nelson? I feel like that sounds right. Is it
2: Colonial? They go Colonial muirfield back to no. back. Hold on. Jeez. Yeah, Colonial. Huh. I mean, there was a time when that was that was a big. It was a big big tourney. Um, the the Memorial Tournament is this weekend down in uh, in Dublin at Muirfield Village. Um, this is this this is a one of the really cool things at its peak, um, at its absolute apex, it was one of the coolest things. And I would say the apex of this tournament was Tiger Woods winning it every year. Every that was year. the apex of this tournament is that this and the Arnold Palmer and Firestone, he won, if he was in it, he won it. It felt like, you know, for a 10 year period, he won them all. felt like he won them all five or six times. Um, and so that was the apex of the tournament was that, um, that's when you would get, of the top ten players in the world, you would get ten. You'd get them all. They would all come. Yeah. It was set up perfectly on the calendar. It was two weeks before the Open, U.S. Open, so you, always it was. So you would go to Memorial, pay homage to Jack, play a beast course, a beast course. It's got to be the toughest golf course in Ohio. has to be. I don't know any that could match it from a that I've seen or played. I don't, no. can't yeah. imagine. I can't imagine a a bigger challenge in golf than the one at Muirfield Village. Um, True championship course, two weeks before the U.S. Open, and Tiger loved Jack and loved to pay homage, and so everyone would come. Phil would come every year even though he hated the course and never played well. He never played well at Memorial. Hated it. Didn't fit his eye. I don't know why, but it didn't, and he would go and he would play it. So this year, though, this has got to be the first year, I don't even know when, that neither Tiger nor Phil is in it. Yeah. I don't even That's – got to go back 20 years probably to find no Tiger, no Phil. There's no Justin Thomas. There's no Brooks Kepka, There's no Dustin Johnson. There is the threat that this live tournament announcement, which was supposed to come Friday, didn't. It didn't come Friday. So there's, think, there, there's talk that it could come at some point this week because they're upset about Jack saying, hey, they offered me more money to do that job. So they could try to usurp him. Although I can't imagine who would be on that list that would get more attention. Right. Because they're next week in London, I believe. Is that live tournament? So the week before the
3: U.S. Open, yeah, guys aren't going so to London. Guys to play aren't going
2: to play in London and skip the U.S. Open. I don't
3: know. They missed their. So week. the best guys you got down there. You got the favorites. Here's from the betting odds. John Rahm is the favorite. And then McElroy, Patrick Cantlay, who's won there before. Xander Shoffley, Jordan Spieth, uh, Colin Morikawa, Cam Smith, Victor Hovland, Fitzpatrick, Lowry, Zal Taurus, Hideki Matsuyama.
4: It's a good field. Does in it? Yeah. I don't know how he can. Well, you Andrew
2: remember Carter.
3: his circus?
2: You remember that circus he had there a couple years ago yeah. when he was arguing with the guy yeah. trying to hit on the other side of the fence?
3: Adam Scott, D. Day, Fowler can De win DeChambeau, Oh, it. Always positive. Kucher always plays well there. Gary Woodland, Ricky Fowler. Yeah, I'm not a... T- right, it just doesn't it's a have... a good field, but it's without... Field. Yes.
2: No, there was a time when this would have the 10... It would have the 10 best players in the world. It was like a major, kind of. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it was kind of the way that other than the other than the PG the um the players. It was like one of the best stops on tour. And it still is, the way they treat the people. And for all of you going, it's awesome. What I would say, like if you have an ability, go tomorrow to the Pro Am. I mean the Pro Am tomorrow is going to be awesome. I was supposed to play in that the COVID twenty twenty. You were supposed to. It is sad. I hate to salt the wound with that, yeah. but it's like, the Mannings are there tomorrow. Larry Fitzgerald's there tomorrow. Steve Young That'll is playing. Awesome. No Joe. Wouldn't huh? that have been something if you would have been paired with Steve Young for a walking 18 at Mirfield? I'd have had a great time I talking mean, with Steve Young. And you just would have annihilated
3: him? I would have beaten him in golf. But we, we would, would have had a great time. some people that could have arranged that. Well, the I don't know. The I don't know how
2: they do it anymore. I don't know how they're – I don't know how they're coming up with the foursomes for that. This but comes
3: they, this comes to us from Dustin A said. Speaking of the memorial, Northeast Ohio native, Northwest and Malone alum Justin Lower received a sponsor exemption for this week. If you're looking for somebody to root for, big oh, that's cool. sports fan. Yeah, so good luck, Justin.
2: Good luck to Justin on that. Yeah, there'll still be plenty of storylines. I'll watch it. Looks like the weather's going to be good for it. Uh, Gibby wants to know what is the best piece of advice I can give for the best experience. I mean, I think you're you know there's two different ways to experience you know like big time golf tournaments you either follow a group or you just sit at a hole and park so you know the sit at a hole and park is it 14 the
3: short par 4 is that the one where the water is to, right to the right of the green waters to the right of the green so that's awesome where i hole. was i did sit there the one year i was there that's where I yeah. did sit
2: so that's a great place to be so yeah. the water's right to the right it's a short par 4 can't hit driver because there's no way so you got to get it to stop before the green or you just hit a bomb and you just try to bury it on the left hand side but then you can't chip down because it's a it's ice skating yeah. rink down so that that's kind of the marquee place to be
3: 10 and then you get 15s tee shot is like right behind it right which is it the is now
2: behind. used to not be able to see it but they open that all up now yeah and so now you could theoretically you could see if you were on the back if you're looking at 14 if you were to the back on the to the bank. left side, yeah, that's that back bank, you'd be able to see shots in, and then and tee then shots the at 15. Up. Yep. so that's a pretty good, pretty good view yeah. if you want to do that. Uh, 18's really cool hole because you can see how they, where they come, and you don't realize until you're there that you're basically walking. It feels like you're walking up a 90 degree angle to go from the fairway to the green. It's so correct. It's like this, so that sucks the life out of you. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's great. My favorite thing to do there. Was I would go and we had, you know, we were in the media, obviously. So we would have the inside the ropes passes. And it didn't always have to be like Tiger. Um, I remember one year I followed for a practice round. I followed Bubba Watson around. I don't particularly like Bubba. But he was really fun to just watch him hit. Like there was nobody around him. And I'll never forget, he pulled out an iron. And he said, how far are the bunkers? And they said 288. And he pulled out an iron and hit it over the bunkers. And I thought, well, that's a different game. (laughs) <laughs> that i play oh yeah um the other thing so thinking, that type of thing's cool the that practice would be rounds really are cool. really fun yeah i think that you get better access in the practice rounds honestly than you do in the tournament
3: for sure i would also say figure out how to get yourself invited to a corporate boondoggle in one of those like cabins yes <clears throat> that's always a good place to be
2: yeah that's how i'll be spending my that's on what are those on number Friday's. one
3: they're on number they're one. all the
2: way along one you can't see any of the golf no
3: but, but just for yeah, the good time. So that's where it's a great time. It's a really good and then time. walk on out to the course. You actually can walk down from there to fourteen fairly easily, if I recall. Uh,
2: not kind the of, cabins. cabins. Not the are... cabins. The cabins. You're you're that's quite a ways from fourteen. From,
3: okay. Yeah, you can walk
2: out to you can walk out to one and to ten, 10. from the cabins. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, and then, no, I'm sorry, one you can walk one fairway, nine green, yeah, ten tee box, yeah. yeah, are all yeah are all kind of right there um but yeah those things are fun and it's if the weather's good it's a hell of a party yeah if for, you know like for, for that region it feels i've always said this about it and it's funny they're now using it in their taglines to me it's like the official start of spring or the official start of summer in central ohio like once you get to the memorial the weather's usually good the rest of the way and it sounds like the weather will be good here but i take i think if i were them i think not that Jack's going to listen to anybody and certainly nor should he listen to me, but I think right now is the time for him to get a major there. Yeah. I think he's got the juice to do it. I think you could skip a year of the Memorial if you had to, I know he doesn't want to, but I think you could. I think it's time for, I think it's time for a U.S. open or a PGA to return to Ohio. It's been too Absolutely. damn
3: long. I couldn't agree with, couldn't and that's the course
2: you. to do it at. It's set up. It's got all the parking. It's got the practice facility. The players love it. It's tough. It's a real test.
4: Is that a better PGA championship or U.S. Open? The rough is ungodly.
2: (laughs) Well, I think it's probably a better PGA. Um, I don't know if Jack would ever give the course up. Like the U.S. Open, don't you have to give up the course? I feel like...
4: Is that the deal? They bring in their own people to run the show?
3: Yeah, the USGA takes over. So you have to hand over the keys to your course for a year? Yeah, the USGA sets... I don't know for how long, but for a period of time certainly yeah so that that would be something to take it to, to keep an eye on but it's good it's good fun
2: uh 14 18 those are those are the good ones certainly or else or and honestly find a group that doesn't have a dude in it and watch them for six holes just follow them for six holes because you can get around most of the golf course by the way this year is a good year to go because there's no big time draws so you're going to be able to move around that course i think pretty good if you just yeah. like watching pros play golf yeah uh you'll be able to uh, NBA finals start on Thursday of the Celtics and the Warriors on Thursday. I think it's as good as you're going to get from the NBA. You're not going to do better than those two teams
3: based on the f- four teams left from a TV standpoint. And the Warriors the home have run. home court. They do. Yep, they do. Are they going? Is, are they doing the finals like the old way? Thursday, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Yeah, nine twenty. That part's ridiculous. Awful.
2: I think Sunday's like a eight twenty. Sunday's probably an hour earlier. Than se- I mean,
3: why? Right, Thursday,
4: awful. Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, Monday. Like,
3: how are we oh. not playing on the weekends? And it's been this way for a while. But it used to be game, finals games were only on Tuesday, Thursday, or Sunday. Yeah, right. So now that what did you say? Thursday,
4: Thursday's s- game one, Sunday game two, Wednesday game three, Friday, Friday game four, Monday game five. Oh, that how do sucks. you go a whole and then a Thursday a and a game Sunday?
3: Even? Why wouldn't you want to have a game on a Saturday? I don't that know.
4: That used to be the most annoying thing in covering the Cavs when they were in the finals. Was literally three days between games
3: in the yeah season. because like, the, on the travels. The all travels. the national
4: media is like, "What do we do? Like, what's there to do?" Yeah, I'm like, "Well, there's a lot to do, but it, it's a there's a lot." Yeah, it's (laughs) brutal. It's just brutal. It's just waiting around. Like, how about we
2: play? Yeah, well, that sucks. And then, I I mean, the the start times are just awful. They're just not incumbent on wanting young people to watch it ever. Um, And I think they'll pay a penalty for this. I think think it's part of why baseball is in the situation it is. Because 20-some years ago, they started playing World Series games at 830, and little kids can't watch them in the fall. And so late, right in October, they go till one o'clock in yeah, October. The only eight o'clock
4: starts around Sunday games for the finals. That's
2: outrageous. otherwise everything's
3: nine o'clock. Even uh, the games in Boston. Yep, it's awful.
2: That happened to us. That happened here. Yep. Nine twenty-seven. Oh yeah, for Cavs games, it's a joke.
4: I would have to get to the queue at like three o'clock. We weren't even tipping for six hours.
2: Yeah, <laughs> think about that, folks. Think about a nine twenty-seven <laughs> East Coast tip. How stupid that is. Yeah, it's insane for East Coast teams. Like we're acquiescing to the West. Again, 80% of the population,
3: Central and Eastern time. And we're even seeing like in some of the, I, I think I the UFC them. event that they just had. The main event was started at like 1245 in the morning.
2: Yeah. It's just, I don't know. They, they obviously have their reasons. It doesn't make any sure. sense to me. No. I know you won't be into the NHL. Uh, Gibby, will probably watch a little bit. Can I guess who's
3: in it? Yeah. Based off of what I've seen on social media, I believe the Carolina Hurricanes are still involved. Bzzz. out they're out okay. thanks for playing rangers yep yes did rangers beat carolina yep. yes oh, okay so the, i so i've seen you saw, saw things for that yep. game, game yep. seven and then they're playing Sucked, by the way against yeah. whoever beat boston no they beat florida they beat florida tampa bay tampa, tampa. bay made it
2: well they're going for the third straight cup
3: yeah and they were embroiled in scandal supposedly a couple weeks ago. Did they? They said the players were out places they shouldn't have been the night before an elimination game when they were facing elimination, and then they responded with well, a victory. I mean,
4: that's just you're confident.
2: I can't remember that. That's
4: been, Go that left.
3: was
2: yeah. They, their best, their toughest series was against Toronto in round one. Okay, and then they breezed through Florida. Yeah, so they've
4: been waiting. I feel like two
2: weeks. They to haven't. Play this. Yeah, and they'll annihilate the Rangers. Like this is. They're going to win three in a row. Well, they're going to go for three in a row. On the other side is Connor McDavid with Edmonton, who's the brightest. He's their this generation's Crosby. Different player, obviously, but that type of hype.
3: Oh, so, so we're still not even to the finals? No, no, no. No, no yeah. we're only in so the conference finals. They're conference finals. finals. Oh, give me a so break. it's
2: McDavid and Edmonton against Colorado, the Avs. And, and Colorado's loaded. Patrick I think Roy's, most people think Patrick
3: be, was a good goaltender for the for the Colorado, He really was. You see the, the, the
2: advertisement for that uh, thirty for thirty? I did on them in the wings and the amount of vitriol. That's what I was just
4: looking Hate. up. I can't remember the name of it. I saw the preview and I was like, okay, well, oh, it'll be good. Is oh
3: yeah, Stevie Eiserman featured Claude Lemieux. Is there a Sergey Fedorov? A Nick Lindstrom?
2: Nick. That was probably before Lindstrom. Fedorov would have been in the mix. That would have. That was when a Chris Osgood Patrick Waugh goalie fight.
3: Yeah, love to see that. Bloodened. I have pretty good knowledge of the 90s NHL because of NHL PA. 93, 94. What a game.
2: It was a fantastic game. What a game. It's not so much me as good as his Ronick. He's good. Oh, Ronick. But that that run, (laughs) so that ends with versus. And then that's what happened to the NHL. The NHL yeah. disappeared for 20 years, but they're back now. You start to see it again. Boy, I feel like the NHL, I think fantastic. that video
3: game had something to do with the popularity of it. I feel like people knew the NHL better because those games were so popular. Like I, Powell it was, Bure, it was the Russian rocket for sure. It was a
2: blast to play that game. Yes. It was really easy. Much like FIFA. Yeah. In the last 20 years has led to the popularity of that sport. Totally. The same would, i say would be true of that NHL 94. Those, that era. Yeah. They're, they were just so, it was accessible. It was easy to play. And you
3: learned everybody, and you're yeah. like, oh, Ray Bork, defenseman, Bruins. Let's go. Let's go. Do I do have that right? I think I do. 77? You do. You, you nailed 77?
2: it. You wore 77 with the abs. I think okay. you wore seven to start with the Bruins, but then they retired it for Phil Esposito, I believe. Okay. And then he had to go to 77. And there's your hockey for today. There it is. So much more to come. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 in Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland.
2: So tomorrow, guys, back out here. Yeah, and we'll hear media from them.
3: availability. We're gonna hear from everybody. Get to see everybody. It's gonna be glorious. It's going to be a
2: lot of fun. You have that to look forward to, which is very nice. You've got a
3: gorgeous afternoon.
2: Enjoy. Look forward to that, which is going to be very nice as well. The next level is coming up next. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN, Cleveland.